Companionship is what makes every journey enjoyable. Today, we continue our journey with Jesus. Join Scott Pauley as we make brief stops in the Gospel according to Mark. We trust you will enjoy the journey. Mark chapter 11 is actually one of the truly great prayer chapters of the Bible, and it's often uh, missed in this way. We, we see the history, Jesus moving into Jerusalem on His way to the cross, and yet it is as He approaches the end that He begins teaching so many of the deep truths about prayer. As a matter of fact, in Mark chapter 11, He's going to give both an instruction about prayer and an illustration concerning prayer. Uh, let's look at it for just a moment. In Mark chapter number 11, you'll remember that Jesus has entered His triumphal entry into the city. And when he comes, the Bible says in verse 11, And Jesus entered into Jerusalem and into the temple. And when he had looked round about upon all things, and now the eventide was come, he went out unto Bethany with the twelve. Now, he's coming back to the temple, and when he comes back, it's not going to be such a quiet visit. As a matter of fact, when he returns to the temple in just a few verses, he's going to really stir things up. We'll come back to that thought a little later. But let me point out to you that when he came into the city, he goes to the temple. His desire is not to set up some political kingdom, uh, not to, to get some, uh, some throne physically to sit on. Rather, he's sending a message here. His work is heart work. His desire is to dwell among his people. So he goes to the temple. The Bible says in verse 12, And on the morrow when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came, if happily he might find anything thereon, and when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Now this may sound a little strange, but if you come down, there's a little parenthesis here, some events we'll come back to, but if you come down in the passage to verse 20, notice what happens the next morning. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. And Jesus answering, saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. So the whole story about the fig tree, of the Lord seeking breakfast, nothing's there. He curses the fig tree, it withers up from the roots. All of that was really just an object lesson. Now, don't you love the way the Lord works? He holds class in some of the strangest places and ways, but all he gets his point across. And so he curses this fig tree, which was really something out of the ordinary for the Creator. Remember, his old ministry has been a ministry of blessing. And yet, he causes this fig tree to, to dry up and to be totally removed, uh, to bear no more fruit uh, simply by his, his words 
so that he can get a great message across to his disciples. And what was the message? It was a message concerning prayer. And not just prayer, but prayer that is full of faith. Notice that he does not simply say pray. He assumes that we will pray. As a matter of fact, in verse 24, he says, when you pray, not if, when you pray. Could I ask, when do you pray? Uh, when have you prayed this day? When do you plan to pray? When ye pray. So there should be the time that we pray. There should be uh, the, the natural outgrowth of prayer from our heart. But it's more than just prayer. It is praying in faith. I remember years ago, uh, my pastor saying, do not let prayer become a substitute for faith. And when he first said it, it puzzled me. And I thought, that, that doesn't sound right, but I understand now exactly what he meant. It is possible to go through the motions of prayer, saying words, the mechanics of it all, but there's no real faith there. Jesus' message to these disciples is wrapped up in this famous verse, verse 22. You should commit this to memory. Have faith in God. And then he goes on to say, whatever it is that's in front of you, even if it's a mountain, it can be removed. In other words, whatever the obstacle is, whatever's standing in your way, God can take care of that. The Lord made the mountains. The Lord planted the fig tree. The Lord's in control of all things. You can trust Him. May I ask you today, what's in your way? What mountain is before you? What barren fig tree has grown in your life? And you say, oh, I, I wish the Lord could deal with this. Friends, don't wish. Call on Him in faith and believe. The Bible says that we are to believe nothing doubting. He says, and shall not doubt in his heart. Don't doubt the Lord. Have faith in God. And then he gives this wonderful prayer promise in verse 24. What things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. George Mueller was famous for getting up each day, finding a prayer promise, putting his finger on the verse, and saying to God, God, you promised, and I'm claiming this one today. Well, perhaps Mark eleven twenty four would be a good promise for you to claim today. You're dealing with the impossible. You're dealing with something bigger than you. Well, God is bigger than that. But I would say to you that if you're going to claim the promise, you have to live the principle. And the principle is you have to have faith in God. You have to believe that the Lord is enough. Hebrews 11, verse 6 says, And without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So, pray today. Pray in faith today. But let me give you one more principle that Jesus added on to this word of instruction. He said not only pray and pray in faith, but He said pray forgiving. Verse 25, And when you stand praying, forgive. It's beautiful to me to see the connection between faith and forgiveness. Faith goes heavenward. Forgiveness goes outward to others. Faith is a Godward word. It's me and God alone. But forgiveness is between me and someone who may have offended me or someone who may have injured me. What is Jesus saying here? He's saying it's not enough for you to believe that God can if you keep something in your heart that prevents God from working. Is there anything between you and the Lord today? The Old Testament prophet said, Your sins have separated between you and your God. The old hymn, Charles Tinley's song comes to mind, Nothing Between My Soul and the Savior. Oh, if you're going to pray today and you're going to pray in faith, then you better forgive those that have something against you or you have something against them. Get over that. 
Put that under the blood of Jesus. Give that to God. Because Jesus says plainly, if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. You see, I think the greatest mountain that faces all of us is our own trespasses. The great mountain that needs to be removed is our own sinfulness, our own great failures and weaknesses. And the Lord says, if you want me to intervene on that, if you want me to take care of that situation, then you be willing to forgive. You be willing to clear up what you can clear up. Keep the way clear. Let nothing between. So I want to challenge you today as Jesus challenged His disciples. Pray. That's the most obvious thing. Pray. But as you pray, do two things. Number one, pray in faith. Believe on the Lord today. Trust Him. Depend on Him wholeheartedly. And then pray with a forgiving spirit. Refuse to allow any bitterness or unforgiveness to come between you and God, between you and answered prayer, between you and all the Lord can and wants to do. Have faith in God. Thank you for traveling with us through God's Word. We would love to hear from you and share additional resources for enjoying the journey. Visit us online at scottpauling.org. May God bless you as you walk with Christ today.